Is that, is that our theme now? No. Th th first of all, I can we get copyrighted by a Japanese company? They never tend to do that. Wait, what? That's what all that they from, do. Then? Not that I've noticed, at least. That was the Naruto, like, uh, I don't know. Oh, that explains it. Naruto yeah, is when it gets copyrighted, copy strict the most. Really? Have you ever well, that in DBZ. I, do you not? Do you have you ever heard of the uh, well-known uh, YouTuber Totally Not Mark? Uh, no, I, I I've never heard of this Totally Not Mark, but I know who uh -huh. Mark is. Okay, well, uh, his channel I Totally Not Mark about. has been like <laughs> it was like almost was it erased at a point? I think. But that was because yeah, no, it was almost completely gone. But that was oh, I guess you're right. Yeah, I didn't think about him actually. No, no one ever does until it's too late. Yeah. But no, yeah. Japan is known to be a very, very horrible user of the uh, copy strikes, uh, especially on YouTube. So, yeah. at least Japanese well, companies. So, well, it's, which is understandable. Yeah. Their business culture is totally different from you know U.S. But still, come on, man. I mean, he's also not from the U.S. He's Irish, but like, um, yeah. But YouTube is a U.S. company, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh, the poor Irish lad. They can't catch a break, can they? <laughs> They lose all their potatoes, and then they lose their whole channel. Mm -hmm. mm -mm. I would say too soon, but, like, that, that was a while ago, right? Uh, months ago, I think. Ma D David, that wasn't months ago. That was years ago. Uh, the... Did it happen again? <laughs> did, okay, I did not we, pay attention? Are we talking about the potatoes or the YouTube channel? I was talking about potatoes. I was talking about the YouTube channel. The Peruvian Delight. Uh, is that a, is that a kind of potato? No, that's where potatoes are from. Oh, but potatoes aren't from uh, the motherland of Irish people. No, nope, they're not. They're not native to Ireland. Yes. They're from. They're native to Peru. Peru? I thought they were from, like... Um, it's not a different kind of potato. It's just um, It's just the potato in general. It's just extremely well-suited to Irish Peru. soil. Yeah. Peru. What's Peru? That's it's a... in South the America. The potato probably could have been an invasive species if we didn't choose to grow it. How could they be invasive? They're just little balls that grow in the ground. And they're very delicious. If you you could uh, smash them, fry them, put them in a stew. Is that from Lord of the Rings? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, what's I, I re precious? I recognize the quote. <laughs> I just didn't know where it was from. For the record, I have seen the first Potatoes. Lord of the Rings movie. Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes. You know, smash them, fry them, put them in a stew. Was that, was that Sean Austin who said that? Uh, if that's the one that plays the... I thought it was uh, boil and mash and put them in a stew. Boil them... Oh, uh, yeah, probably it is. Boil them, mash them, Do hobbits know how to fry things? Do hobbits have fried mm, food? That is, that's actually a good question. I, I would think so. I think they've been... I think they're cultural enough to have invented uh, the first fryer. I would believe that. But it predates Christianity. They wouldn't have fryers. Yeah, but they also have, like, uh, a thousand dinners a day, so, um. You're, you're good, you're good. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't 100% sure what you're making a reference to. Okay. I was about to say, I'm like, oh. I, I heard I Viv, I heard Viv respond. Not respond, but I heard a, I heard a chortle out of Viv or something. Fry, are you talking because they used to throw people in those giant pots? I didn't say that. You said that. Uh, no, it's because... Uh, uh, see, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. a, a friar is also known as a... Uh, they're, they're monks, aren't they? Friars are monks. Yeah. Friars are a member of any certain religious orders of men, especially for mendicant orders. Uh, Augustinians, Carmelites, Dominicans, and Franciscans. 
Uh, a friar is a member of one of the mendicant orders found in the 12th or 13th century. They're, they, they work in churches, David. Like Friar Tuck. Isn't that what they do like in uh, in black, not black sort of thing? Uh, those tailors, isn't like a process called frying? <clears throat> there are different words like for different leather? etymologies. Like frying leather or something like that? Viv, you're, you're in it, like kink stuff. Is frying leather a thing? <laughs> what? I don't know. I'm into my kinks. <laughs> well, like, people know about other stuff. Like, everybody always jokes around about, like, different, like, yeah, uh, different the, things. Like, do, do you honestly and earnest think that the everybody other kinks who makes are ones that Gideon makes me aware. What? Oh. I'm sure that some people specifically avoid making vor jokes so people don't realize they're into vor. Wait, wait, hold on. So, You're saying that people avoid saying them? Why so would they? clearly, it's so funny. If, if people make vor jokes, they aren't into vor. And if they don't, then they are. I, I think it's a, that's a situation. No, no, hold on, hold on. Hold what on. I'm I, saying is all the McElroys except Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I okay. needed to land that somehow. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Um, I think it's a it's a matter of it's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, when people don't make certain jokes like that, it's because they feel like they feel personally offended because they know it's a thing that people like will judge them on. So, like, try to avoid bringing it up in conversation. Does that make sense? I understand what you're saying. I mean, up until, like, a few years ago, I wouldn't make any joke related to sex at all because they made me uncomfortable. That's fair. That's fair. Also, uh... I, I wonder what changed. Looks down at tits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just it's just funny. That's all. Uh... Do you think that we have... Because I came out on Infinite Canvas. Yes. Do you think we have any listeners who don't know that I'm trans? Uh... I don't know how I don't know I don't know how many people swapped from the other show to this one to be honest. Yeah, mm, very few. Oh, yeah, because you did. But you did mention okay. it at the end of yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh yeah. By the way, what did we want to call this episode again, Viv? You you had a pretty clever name. Yes, it is. It is the Infinite Adventures Canvas. Yeah, we're kind of um we're we're supposed to talk about stuff, but uh in normal Infinite Adventures fashion, we just kind of didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, um, this is the podcast that everyone wanted to make anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess okay. So let's, let's go get go ahead and get officially started. I guess because we do have to explain why we're doing what we're doing. So hey guys, and welcome back to the Infinite Adventures podcast. Uh, we are here today, short on players, uh, mostly because of personal stuff, and also people had to work, and we just needed to record something because we uh have no backups to fall under right now and so we have decided to make this infinite adventure canvas podcast episode where we're just gonna sit around and have a little bit of a conversation there is gonna be some sense to it but you know other than that it's gonna be a little bit more on the loosey-goosey side uh there is no uh campaign that's gonna be played today so well i'm out (laughs) all right now the rest of y'all that are still here (laughs) yeah so if that's not something you want to listen to then totally cool understandable uh you come back next week for sure we should be back to our normal scheduling uh program next week and we will continue where we last left off fighting this devil if i remember correctly but other than that we're just gonna have a talk now, yeah. if someone is here just for the campaign, do you think they skip the banter section? Mm. And if so, do you think they're still skipping? 
Oh, it's incredibly easy to find out when they uh when they when they skip to because David tends to start playing music around that time. So they just keep on pressing fast forward, fast forward, fast forward until they hear music, and then ah, like, oh, there we go. <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're gonna hear the intro, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, and they're gonna hear the outro. <laughs> They'll go, wait, what happened? <laughs> uh, you know, your first clue should have been that the episode was titled Infinite Adventures Canvas or whatever the fuck uh, we're uh, doing that. I'm a very gram- uh, grammatically like inclined person, so like I'll figure it out later. I think this is the one thing where you can be extremely loose on. It's just putting words. Impossible. Yeah, just put words in it, and that's an episode name. It doesn't have to make sense. Oh, we we could me, make this episode instead just put words in it. <laughs> That, that is true, too. We could also do that. Yeah. So uh, this is also kind of like our, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a direct kind of thing? Because I think we wanted to talk a little bit about stuff we wanted to do in the future, too. Or do you want to just, like, talk? Uh, we can. We can We can leave that for the end, I guess. Yeah. Keep uh, around. Yeah. <laughs> we probably won't record too, too long. Um, you, you remember to ask the, the listeners for questions, right? Uh, no, we did not. We, uh, oh, we, damn. we planned this out like two days ago, Viv. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I did. I did, though, ask a <gasps> robot questions for me to oh, ask no. y'all. Yeah, <laughs> so no. I got that in return. All right. When you say robot, <laughs> what are we talking yes. here? Are we talking chat GPT? Are we talking vision? Um, I, I, I asked... Google and Google gave me questions. What was that one chatbot that was really popular like ten years ago? Mm, is it the one with the oh chatbot? That's what it's called. Yo, speaking of robots, mm-hmm. um, if they uh, since they're making a new Transformers movie uh, with the Beast War or with the Beast bots or whatever they were called, I forgot what the the, the Predacons and the Maximals. Them, if they uh, if they are doing that, and I know that we saw RC in the trailer. Like, what do we get Black Arachnia? Um, you said a bunch of words. A lot and... of buzzwords. Yeah, okay, yeah, so uh-huh. my apologies for all you listeners out there who don't give a shit about what I just said. So, Black, Black, Arac- Black Arachnia too. is a character mm-hmm. in Transformers uh, who is a, because uh, she's a Transformer, uh, can transform. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she can transform. I've never actually seen her transform. Uh, she's a robot, uh, but it combines some of the best features that robot characters can have. She's a robot, mm-hmm. she's a spider, mm-hmm. and she's hot. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there you go mm-hmm. god i hope they do her justice in this movie if she shows uh, up at all you by that by that statement it seems like you'll be a huge fan of uh, i think her name is uh quaylog from Who? dark soul yeah. uh oh uh speaking of uh, D- elder scrolls is in the not elder scrolls what's it called elder ring is in the dark souls universe right uh yes uh, Ronnie, I think is her name. The the, mm. the 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 doll lady. She's she's pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Uh oh yeah 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 the the um blue blue puppet yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Quellog is cool. She's like half spider half. She's a drider. Uh, mm, she's a drider. Mm, no, she's just a drider. Mm, David, you can. You, this is a Hobbit halfling situation. They probably just <laughs> call her something else. Um, she, uh, te- um, I, mm. um, technically, her lore half is supposed to be a demon. Okay, but that's a demon spider. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, if it was a different animal, I'd call her something else. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll, I'll meet you halfway down the middle. She's a spider tar. I would say you can. Or spider. You would be. That would be 
a a valid confusion <clears throat> statement to say that she is a dryad i guess i didn't say dryad i said dryder. i mean sorry dryder because like if you thought i said dryad i understand no 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 i'm sorry me. i'm sorry no but no it, it, i would be understandable no she's clearly not a dark elf uh unless she is well no no she's just a she's a uh a human who mm -hmm. was practicing uh pyromancy and in the dark soul universe uh, I, I'm not I, I'm not a, a hundred percent knowledgeable in it, but if I'm correct, I think pyromancy is Illegal. a very corrupting style of magic, mm -hmm. mostly because it comes from the devils. Um, and so by constantly using it and constantly, you know, building your knowledge in that genre of magic, you are corrupting yourself and you are slowly transforming yourself as well into a demon or, or, or into a devil mm -hmm. and so she practices too much of this magic alongside her whole family and this is the outcome there's also gotcha. uh, a fun one you can look up her brother called uh <clears throat> ceaseless discharge that sounds like a medical condition he needs to go get <laughs> yeah mm. go get the dialysis machine <laughs> well no that that's like the opposite problem uh, he's also a spider tar, but it's the opposite. <laughs> the top half of the bottom half of the spider, and the bottom half of the bottom half of the man. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Man, he really got the shit out of the stick there. It's like being a mermaid, but you've got the tail of the mermaid and the legs of a man, and like not any of the top house of either of those animals. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Oh. But, okay, let's see. Today's topic. <clears throat> um, what do y'all want to start with? Uh, well, for one, uh, you said you had questions for us. I think it would be neat to start with that. Hmm. Questions. Okay, okay. Compliments, concerns, emotional outbursts. Uh, you know what? Uh, let's roll a d20 since I have 20 questions and we can go with, you know, add a little bit, a little bit of, of role-playing mechanics into this, right? Right. Except we're role-playing as ourselves, which is what I do on my normal day-to-day -day basis, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, I got 20 <laughs> questions. We got, someone has a d20 on hand, right? Roll, roll me a d20 and we'll see what questions we'll ask. Uh, all right, hold on. Oh, you got it? Yeah, I had a, I have my lapis lazuli die on my desk. Nice. I rolled a seven. A seven. Let's go to question number seven. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, this actually worked out with the, what uh, Viv wanted to talk about. Uh, it, first, uh, first question, question number seven. Uh, that's not confusing at all. <laughs> uh, can you, <laughs> uh, oh, can you walk us through the process for creating and developing new characters? For your campaign so oh, this um, is perfect for you because i hardly make new characters <laughs> okay so we're gonna skip viv for now because viv had already planned for a question like this uh john we're gonna start with you please uh can you walk us through your process of creating and developing new characters for your campaign uh right, I, so you don't have to necessarily stick with strange eons i guess because you have played other games but you know if you yeah. want to stick with strange eons uh, you can. I only say that because you haven't had a chance to play a new character, I, I in know. a sense, but... In a while, yeah. Uh, so, uh, for Strange Eons, uh, originally, uh, whenever David pitched this idea to us, uh, I was like, alright, I want to play a character that doesn't feel like they're supposed to be in the campaign there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was, that was initially what I thought of for a son. So I thought of the polar opposite of a Lovecraftian character because Lovecraftian characters are supposed to be like, um, it's, it's funny in hindsight because eventually he did go down that path, even to the point where I kind of modified his backstory a little bit. So he was a little bit more of a tragic figure, but, uh, because I had, I had read a little bit of Lovecraft back in the day. Uh, Lovecraft characters tend to be just like, um, uh, like neurotic and like, uh, which did not help that I did not, that I ended up making a slightly neurotic character. But, um, I wanted a character that didn't feel like they were supposed to be in the story that they were in and then, uh, kind of like make them adapt to it. And that is basically what Asad is. A character who kind of didn't really give too much of a shit about what he was in, uh, and kind of was forced to be in it. And then also just like, um... Do not have the the necessary skills to get through this mystery campaign. Um, which I was glad that Justin made a detective, but like didn't do detective shit with him. <laughs> hey, and don't worry, we we say this in front of his face too. We we have on the record we've said it before. I'm not making fun of him because he's not here. Um, but for other other stuff, usually what I'll do when I come up with a character is uh, because I've I've a very small child brain. Um, I come up with a funny concept first, uh, and then try to find a way to justify his existence uh, or something that I think is kind of cool um, to myself, and then justify his existence in the universe, and then try to find a way to uh, make that character with the um, with the abilities and skills that exist. So as you'll notice, uh, sometimes I make characters that are not good at stuff uh, because I am not good at breaking characters or like making characters very strong or i forget rules or something um you can look at literally every character uh that i've ever played and you can kind of see that um but that's usually how i kind of kind of come up, uh kind of come up with stuff it's like uh like a uh, uh like a capara uh the um the card uh hero card uh summoner from uh that one shot that we did uh mm -hmm. basically i was like oh, i want to play a Yu-Gi-Oh character <laughs> in this campaign what's the closest thing i can get to with this and i was like ah this is the closest i'll get <laughs> i was gonna make her a fusion of a Yu-Gi-Oh character and a jojo character but i i held myself back from literally naming her jojo <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i would say it, <clears throat> with that style of character I, I I would find it hard to make it almost like a Pokemon kind of thing because mm -hmm. when you when you say cards, I automatically thought oh, that's just Yu-Gi-Oh. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't I um I'm not extremely like knowledgeable in the items that you can purchase or find in Pathfinder compared to the ones you can get in uh in Dungeons and Dragons, but because I do know that they do have a a um a bag of like where you can reach in and you can summon an animal or something yes, like that. Uh, we have that in the episode the horse comes out of the bag. Mm -hmm. Wait, we do? Yes, it was when we had Kelty uh play as Reardon. It's one of the items that they had. I wow, that was that was that well, okay, my defense, that was a while ago, so I've totally forgot. Yeah, no, that's fine. It's like um, episode thirty two or thirty eight, mm -hmm. one of those. <laughs> But uh, why not go that route? See, I really, really wanted the cards. Uh, in mm -hmm. hindsight, I probably could have just used like a, like talismans or something. There probably mm -hmm. exists that because like that's honestly really close to like what the ancient Egyptian like portrayal of the Yu-Gi-Oh characters were doing, which is very clearly mm -hmm. what I had to kind of base it off of. Because there's no way in hell I was gonna make a modern character. <laughs> 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 which like, sure, Earth exists, but also time travel exists. But I'm mm -hmm. not gonna isekai a young Japanese kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, totally missed opportunity though, I guess. No, no, no. Uh, okay, so you did state that you make character, you first you come up with a fun idea or mm -hmm. a, you think it's cool and then justify his existence. Okay, yes. where did, uh, okay, and uh, where did Assad fall under that 
idea? Uh, a cool character. A cool character <laughs> that you try to justify the existence. Yes. Okay. So we there is some characters you haven't played many, no. uh, but there are there are a few you have played in those <clears throat> little one shots we've we've done. Yeah. Uh, so Brimglow, what does that mm-hmm. fall under? I found out what a rat goblin was, a uh, goblin dog was, and I'm like, I need a character that has one. And then I was like, oh, it has to be a goblin. Uh, and that's where Brimglow, uh, Brimglow came into existence. Basically, Bubbles existed first, and then Brimglow existed. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so was that a funny idea or a cool idea? Uh, that, a little bit of both. I like the, uh, I like, I, I thought it was funny to introduce the idea of a goblin dog mm-hmm. to the campaign for no reason other than to just explain what a goblin dog was. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's a big rat, ain't it? But I call it a dog. It's the funniest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, uh, Sirocco. Uh, Sirocco. Um, uh-huh. I uh, wanted to play a um, uh, an orc bard because uh, I a lot of people tend to play orcs that are like big and strong and buff and stuff, and I just wanted to play a soft boy uh, orc because I was just like, this is just like what people normally don't play orcs as, and I want to be a soft boy orc. Is that why you didn't go with a skull instead? Yes, I wanted him to be kind of in, ended up making him kind of. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, I ended up making him a little bit, like, anxious and shy, which I thought was, like, not what I intended at first, but it kind of just... I, I rolled with it. Okay, okay. Uh, you also had that one from the backstory campaign. I can't remember their name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, 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 her name started with a Z. What was it again? Xena, the warrior princess. It wasn't Xena. Um, it was a shifter, right? Yeah, she was a shifter. Anyways, her codename was The Beast. Um, I liked the idea of a character who could transform parts of their body into animals. Uh, when I found out what a shifter was, I'm like, oh, they can do that. And then I was like, oh, hell yeah, this is going to be so cool. And I have no idea. I have not looked back and saw how that character's stats worked out. But, like, this thing was weak as hell. You know you could also go on probably like a druid, right? Yeah, I know. But I like the idea of, like, being able to, like... I, I Look, okay? The last time I made a druid that I wanted to be a summoner, someone explained to me that it would have been better to do a summoner. And when I wanted a mm-hmm. druid that specialized in shapeshifting, I found out that a shifter existed. And I went, oh, that's just a specialized druid that does, spe- uh, that, that, like, does shifting. So I'll mm-hmm. do that instead. So I, I, I was like trying to stay one step ahead. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I hate to tell you this, John, but the druid's better at shapeshifting than See? the shifter. <laughs> this is why you don't let me make decisions on my own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I why the, the hell I think the no, thing is on. that the <laughs> wait I'm sorry why the hell is the shapeshifter not better at fucking shapeshifting than the fucking druid well you see the druid is kind of broken as far as glasses go so is the druid better than a summoner at summoning things at summoning things specifically no is a druid better than a summoner yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think for power <sighs> druid works out more uh, I think for... The, the two generally considered strongest classes in the game are Druid and Cleric. I, I don't know, I would add Monk on there. High-level Monk? Maybe? That's because you specifically have had to deal with Monks. <laughs> most, most tier ratings in Pathfinder and D&D are based on versatility, which unfortunately, Monk is only a few steps beyond, like, Fighter. That's, I mean, I guess Ooh. that is true. Uh, that, uh, it's better to have a character who is more versatile than... Uh, really into one specific area but when that specific area gets you so many uh experience points it becomes a problem yeah well i mean monk's pretty high up there fighting types are still really good in pokemon right uh i don't think so <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, they got they get wrecked when fairies got introduced uh yes magic fighting's greatest weakness <laughs> as, hey as superman um uh, okay uh viv viv uh, same question to you. Can you walk us through your process of creating and developing new characters for your campaign? 
Alright, so this is kind of weird. So mainly what I've done in the past is I have a list of either classes or feats or some other trait that I go, I want to build a character that uses this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, what I'll usually do is I'll build up to a certain point or maybe I'll even build out what the character would look like at level 20. And then I take however much I got there and I go, okay, who is this person and why do they have these skills? And then I write that story and I go, all right, is there anything better that that like fits this story? And if the answer is yes, I throw away the entire build and build the character up to fit the new character. Mm, okay. Uh, that's only happened to a few characters. Um, I think there was a uh, there was a vigilante that was what I was originally going to play for the campaign. They did not become Zalmol. I actually ended up using them in a fifth edition campaign with uh, another group. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and then she died, which sucked. But like she was. Uh, originally a magical child, and then uh, after writing all the story and stuff, I went, no, she should be a zealot, which are both uh, archetypes for the uh, for the vigilante. And then 5th edition doesn't have vigilante at all, so she ended up being a celestial warlock multiclassed with rogue. God, that is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. It was very important that she was capable of smiting, actually, it turns out. Mm -hmm. Um... I still want to play a magical child at some point. Uh, Zal, on the other hand, was just... that We all know how Zal came to be. That was mm -hmm. me going, I want to see how high I can pump a knowledge check. Because I wanted Zal to go insane. And it <laughs> technically didn't happen. That is that, that is true. I think, um, if, if I remember correctly, like as soon as... Uh, I think we mentioned that we were going to be introducing the Necronomicon into the campaign. Because uh, that's... that's basically where that the next half of this whole um adventure path leads us to it's like getting the necronomicon using it to uh follow laos into this uh, abandoned city of nurizvin and then figure out what the heck he they're doing with uh, uh with these uh ancient creatures whatever i think you had mentioned to me it's like hey hey david what would you think about if uh zal tried to steal the book and i was like hey you do it. If you want to make it work, go for it. Yeah, Zal was definitely going to steal the Necronomicon if he had survived to this point. <laughs> Causing problems on purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, God, let me live one more day and I'm making that everybody else's problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I want to talk about Lenthi last because Lenthi is... Lenthi is what made me like fighters so much. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go through uh, a few other characters mm. that we've had here before um thonvez was a half build i built the core of the class which was the sort of pinballing stuff and, and like i want to use an elven curve blade because i haven't built a character who uses that and also uh you get decks and a half to damage with one because it's a two and a half or it's a two-handed uh finesse weapon which is silly so it's like okay well why is this goblin wielding an elven curve blade and it's like, okay, so this is why. And then from that we got to, well, why can they pick locks? And it's like, well, maybe they start their own business, and that's why they, they're a locksmith. Um, and so on and so forth. Uh, Thonvest was also interesting because after playing Zal, I realized I can't just build whatever in this campaign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is one uh, of the downsides, yeah. <clears throat> uh, because there's a lot of things that are immune to a lot of things. So... Mm. Vonvest showed up with a ghost touch weapon to deal with incorporeal creatures 
and like double digits nut numbers of slime slow. <laughs> uh, which is this item that you can throw on any slime to remove its amorphous traits, which includes their immunity to crits. Oh, nice. Mm. Uh, it only lasts for a few rounds, but, like, it helps everyone. Mm-hmm. It just occurred to me what you meant by half-build. Oh, that that I built only half the character. I didn't build I didn't build them up to ten. I built, like, the, the like half the traits for where we were, and then yeah. I filled in the rest. Yeah, I, 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 at first I thought you just meant she was short, and I'm like, I, I don't know what that has to do with <laughs> <laughs> Or they, my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, I also want to mention that uh, that was... I forget the name of uh, Don's character there. And Toradriel. I don't even... Yeah, Toradriel. Like, those characters were not related at first. And then uh, when I Don... I that they ended up being related. When Don mentioned that he was <clears throat> making an elf... Uh, things sort of just came together with my adopted elf, and we're just like, okay, if we need new characters at the same time, they're going to be related. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that just so happened to work out. I, I love that, though, because, like, um, like, 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 as an example, if, like, Asad and Hundred both die, like, me and Justin already have characters that are hanging out together right now. We've already met them. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. You if get to it... bring back my baby. I love that weapon. I love that weapon almost <laughs> as much as I love Lenthi. Oh my god. Uh, you well, know, they are Lin fictional characters. You can like the weapon more than the character. You know that, right? Uh, <laughs> Lenthi has become my go-to default name for characters in RPGs. Aww. My Final Fantasy fourteen character is named Lenthi. Very different character. Basically, the only trait she shares is that she's a lesbian. I will say, when it comes to uh, backup characters specifically for this, because I've... Uh... I played around with concepts, uh, and by that I mean, I don't, I don't mean by how, like, Viv plays around with concepts. I mean how I play around with concepts, which is the idea and, like, backstory and stuff, but not really, like, the game mechanics stuff. Um, and, like, I've had so many ideas that would fit into, like, whatever situation we're in, that I, uh, at least I would hope so. Uh, but the other problem is that it's the same characters, uh, so I had to come up with new reasons for them to be in the place that they're at. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we have Esther who Esther is a druid because I had never played a druid before, and I had decided beforehand, before I was told the character has to be a ghoul, uh, that I was going to build a druid. And I'm like, oh no, how am I going to make this work? But David, I don't know if you realized it, but you sent me a sheet for, a third-party sheet for ghouls, but it contained lore. <laughs> and that's why I was so insistent that Esther is not dead, because the lore on that sheet said that those types of ghouls are not actually undead. Mm. Uh, Which... I think, okay, so, oh, because, okay, one... Um, the type of uh, of ghoul you were was a uh, was supposed Lang. to be a lang ghoul, mm -hmm. which I don't know if they technically fall under the same category as being undead or not. Um, because in all the arts I see uh, from them, they're more like reptilian looking than actually <laughs> decayed creatures. Huh. But um, well, that was my a, thought of a rot druid was not the correct choice there. But I did like that there was a druid whose, like, whole thing is decay and stuff, because that fit perfectly there. Uh, and, like, I remember what Esther's build was. It was very fast. I think I built that character in a very short notice. Uh, yeah, I think it may have been last minute. But it also wasn't meant to be a character that was going to stick around. Uh, but then things happened. Yeah, oops, and, villain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that seems to happen a lot with my characters. Look, there's all wanting the Necronomicon, not getting there. Um, Esther hunting down Assad now. Mm -hmm. uh, Lenthi is probably an undead monstrosity. Like, <sighs> you just have to wonder what's going to happen to Jesse. 
Yeah, no. If anything. Uh, but, I mean, that's kind of fun, though, in the horror campaign. <laughs> yeah. Not lie. It just sucks that your characters... Well, Dawn's characters, too. Uh, God, just, I really why are my characters make, <laughs> Why are my characters going to make up half of the League of Evil? Oh, my God. That's for campaign, too. When we, whenever you release a uh, book seven, David. <laughs> because uh -huh. the Pathfinder Infinite does say you can make sequels to their things, and they would be very happy with that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we get to Lenthi. So Lenthi, I don't even remember why I decided I wanted to do fighter things so bad. Like, Because you really wanted I to think, be a fighter. I think at the time, I was like, I want something slightly simpler. I had been playing a lot of casters and full casters at that. And I went, I want something that will not cast spells at all. And then I built an iron caster because I learned about item mastery feats and like the sorts of things that fighters can get up to nowadays. Because like these books that were used to make lengthy were released after I was out of high school. <laughs> um, so like I had no clue that we had advanced weapon training and such. Um, also advanced weapon training or, or weapon training in general is super underrated. Like fighters are basically a five fourths, uh, base attack bonus class. It's ridiculous. Uh, and you get gloves of dueling for plus two to hit and damage as well. It's, it's all ridiculous. It is so easy to min max fighters. It's obscene, but, um, yeah. So then I'm, I start, look, <laughs> And so I, I start like looking into like all the options for fighters and stuff, and there's stuff like you can you can uh, temporarily gain the ability to enchant armor and stuff, or you can modify oh, wow. your weapons. Uh, it's technically okay, so it's not you temporarily gain the ability to enchant and armor. You use your bonus combat feat to gain advanced uh, armor tr uh, training to gain the ability to enchant. It might be an advanced weapon training actually. But it, it, you get craft arms and armor effectively. And then later, on a fourth level, you can change out one of your... Uh, so fourth, eighth, and so on. You can change out your uh, uh, your bonus... One of your bonus combat feats for a different one that you now qualify for. Um, and so Lenthi's armor was built on the wealth of a seventh level character. Because starting at level eight, she could no longer uh, magic up her armor. Mm -hmm. And the, the armor was purchased at full price because... You you aren't getting freaking spire steel in the material plane, not not as a, a normal person. I will say because like I can hear David shaming me over there, being like, "You hear that, John? You can build a good character and what you want to build." To which I say, "Do you remember that episode of The Simpsons where Homer built a grill and he's looking at a perfect grill and he puts the paper down and he goes, Why doesn't mine look like that?'" <laughs> That's my life, okay? <laughs> I mean, it's also really easy to mess up min-maxing a character. That's why I don't try. <laughs> but, uh, eventually Lenthi's character concept for her build, like, Lenthi's character concept is, like, uh, a wandering character because she was an Oread, and that's a thing that they do. Lily, do not eat that chicken. Um, uh, how big is the chicken? It's chicken bones. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about a whole-ass chicken. <laughs> no, the cat is sniffing at chicken bones because I had wings earlier. Um, and chicken bones, if consumed, will break and can hurt your cat very much. Or dog. True, I don't Probably own dog dogs owners. though. Well, no, it's because dog owners sure do love giving them chicken bones. Mm. Mm -hmm. They create splinters. You ever had a splinter on your arm? Imagine that, in your throat. I've gotten splinters from chicken bones because I like to gnaw on them and, ch and suck the marrow out. Um, oh, I didn't know you were Latino. That, I'm not, but sure. <laughs> No, I mean, that, that, okay, that so that's that's do. just the strong like 
hand thing is Viv and Latino sucking the marrow out of chicken bone. (laughs) 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 Um, But no, so Linthi's character build concept was, can I build a better, uh, uh, better brawler than a stock brawler? Mm, I thought you were going to say something else. Well, yeah, the answer is yes. What were you thinking I was going to say, then Assad? Oh, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm not offended by that. Because, um, like, you, you they, there's a feat that exists called Barroom Brawler, which was, like, the core of Linthi. Mm-hmm. That and uh, and Warrior Spirit, which you let me use as a swift action. We mm-hmm. I later found out it is actually a standard action for Warrior Spirit. Um, still amazing. Like David Point. Uh, you didn't catch it, though. and now that i've pointed it out you can't get the david point unless it goes back in time unless i what if i go back conversation what if i go back in time and disguise viv's confession as my own (laughs) delightfully devilish david (laughs) man how did steam hands irrevocably uh change how we all spoke years after it came out i didn't want to bring this up because i, I wanted to move on but you brought up steamed hams a second time uh i was watching a video earlier today somebody took steamed hams cut it up into clips and turned each sound by like little clips from the from the thing into a um or uh they, they cut it up into sound clips and they used those sound clips to recreate hipstone live by shakira <laughs> <laughs> It's not bad. It's it's like it's you know it's the song. It's hard to listen to if you have like if you have a I don't know what the what the thing is called, but you know that thing that um where people like don't like bad sounds. Yeah, don't listen to it if that's the case. But if you can tolerate it, listen to it. It's surprisingly good. Uh as in like it's funny to listen to. But uh. it's um it it's definitely a thing. Um it, it does that thing where it like tricks your brain into thinking they're speaking, like saying words. By like chopping up sounds, you know, like the spirit, like thingy, the spirit box, like the ghost spirit box. Mm-hmm. It chops up the words in such a way that it makes it sound like it's actually saying the words. It's not, but <laughs> they take the sound clip from the very end when Agnes is yelling "Help!" Uh, for every time Shakira ever like has high, high notes. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so funny. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, but yeah, no, Linthi, easily my favorite character I've ever played, to the point where like. I still talk about, like, not her, like, ridiculous damage numbers or crits, but her basically playing over-prepared Batman versus the villain. Where, where it's just like, haha, you're blind. And it's like, you fool, I already have blind fight. <laughs> and, and it's like, okay, then throw your weapon over there. And she's just like, okay. Teleports it back to her hand and keeps fighting. Like, that that was just some fun moments. David, I don't want to... I don't want to, like, rush us or anything. Did you plan on asking all 20 questions? Because if you did, we're going to be here a while. Uh, that was <laughs> not the point. On. Uh, what? I- I'm, do- I'm done. We can move on to the next question. I talked more than you did. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, and the answer to your question, John, was no. It's just get as, I guess, through as many as we want and call it a day. Oh. Uh, there's no way I was going to ask all 20 questions. Some of these are, like, literally <laughs> sit down and write a 10 page essay worth of questions oh i thought that you meant like literally it says sit down and write a 10 page essay (laughs) that's horrible radio okay can i at least read it out loud as i'm writing it no um okay we'll we'll go ahead and move on then um let's see by the way i just i I pay more i I just go with backstory i I don't care how the character turns out 
Uh, if it's the backstory, that's that's what I go with. Um, I don't have any examples I can use, but there you go. Uh, maybe pretty soon you might see some of my characters coming up. Uh, okay, go ahead and give me another D20. We re-roll on oh. sevens. Okay. Let me just walk back to my computer. I started pacing while talking mm. because that's what I do. I pace. I got a natural one. Natural one. Okay. Uh, the this podcast a... ends immediately. <laughs> what are the What are the twelve digits on the front of your or uh, sixteen digits on the front of your uh, card, and uh, <laughs> the three digits on the back? No. It, oh, it, and also the expiration date. Can't forget that. Yeah. It's what are the sixteen digits on the front of your card, the expiration date, and the three funny numbers on the back. <laughs> 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 oh uh, god okay so this is gonna be a fast one because we've uh we've probably answered this question every time we start a new book uh but i guess this is gonna be an overall so you can choose between uh the overall moments and then uh out of the books and go with that one but uh question number one can you tell us about the most memorable memorable moment during your campaign as a player oh my most memorable yes we'll okay so like Obviously, I talk about the only thing, but I want to get some of the main campaign. The problem that I'm saying with my most memorable is I still tell people about uh, John playing Assad and saying, if you don't shut up, I'm going to be stabbed in a minute. I don't even remember the context for that. So that someone just keep calling you Punch. Uh. <laughs> like, well after. It was in book three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. How about you, John? What is your most memorable moment uh, throughout the campaign? As a okay, I'm going to say this. This is the honest truth. I do want to say that in this same recording that we have today, I did say that a robot spider lady was hot. So mm -hmm. I just want to preface this with, I don't think this moment was hot. <laughs> oh man, it's the preferred weapon of Zalmol. It's not even his memory. <laughs> it was when the Viscount was making out with the spider. That was very funny. <laughs> I realized that I probably I didn't know you were gonna ask that today. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I didn't even know I was gonna ask this today. No. So valid. I should probably run back to the die. Oh, mm. but yeah, the immortal my, that's... words of Magneto: "Welcome to die." <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the um, eternal words of Magneto: "It was a wooden gun." <laughs> Uh, let's see. At least for me, memorable moment. Um, there's like a lot of little things that has happened throughout the whole campaign that I have enjoyed. Uh, to be honest, I've enjoyed mostly the moments where y'all have gotten so mad at the campaign the most. <laughs> um, like, I know I was bringing back, but though, uh, the fight we had with the dream adventure we had going to, um... Uh, the ambassador and the whole Kibriki thing. I knew that y'all were not, y'all didn't enjoy your experience there, but I actually really loved the moment of how shitty that that story made y'all feel at the very end. Uh, but that's more of a me thing. I know that's not everyone's favorite. I mean, moment. it probably wouldn't have ended that way if we, the players, communicated with each other more. Mm -hmm. But I think everyone was in character. So, like, what are you gonna do? <clears throat> when in doubt. Give your character the same. Give your characters the same amount of uh, communication skills as yourself. <laughs> <laughs> It'll always be in character. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, 
Um, okay, we'll move on to the next question. That was gonna be a fast one because we've we've already kind of talked about some of our favorite moments. You know, every time you go to a new book, I always tend to ask that question, anyways. So, uh, right. okay, next question. Uh, Reroll on one second. Continuing referencing stuff. Uh, the words of Mr. Krabs. Give it up for day fifteen. Oh my god! <laughs> it's day seven, Viv. Wait, it wait, it's seven? I thought he said fifteen. Well, it's today's today's technically the seventh. Uh, no, but we're giving it up for question number fifteen. Oh, oh, hell yeah! Let's go, day fifteen. <laughs> um, um, uh, oh god. Okay, this is well. Okay, um, I'll I'll try to rephrase this question because it's kind of very similar to. Question number one. Uh, <laughs> okay, because it, it does ask, uh, can, um, can you describe a particular uh, memorable moment you had from your campaign? Uh, but it, it does have a little bit more to it. Um, any, so I'll kind of rephrase this here a little bit and, go, and I'll go with, has there been any moment in the camp uh, that you've had throughout the campaign that has made you change the way you've played the game? Oh, well, I was... Hmm. Because on here it says, what memorable, what moment, what <clears throat> most memorable mo- moment have you had in the campaign, and how has it impacted the rest of your uh, campaign? So, any kind of moment that we've gone through throughout this whole campaign that has made you change the way you play? Zalmol casting contact other plane or whatever it was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I I dropped that spell super hard after that. Because you learned of what the uh, other, the bad end of the results can be. Yeah, and like, also like, I'm much more careful, I think, about uh, player stuff. Unless I am in just a fuck around and find out mood, which has happened in the past. Mm-hmm. Let's see also attacking a devil. <clears throat> I think... Not only that, but, but making it so the devil can't run away, so it has to fight us to the death. Oh, it appears I... I've woken up Gideon. <laughs> I hope that's that's okay. Uh, yes, John. I think for me, the thing that really changed my outlook on the campaign and maybe like how I play is uh, when we got to Thrushmore and uh, the characters in the city uh, had a tendency of being way more serious than characters we had been dealing with. Because I think for the most part, the only people that we really dealt with in book one were Winter and um, uh, York. And like mm-hmm. to me, they just felt like generic NPCs in the sense that they're like, Oh, they're stuck here, and we kind of have to, like, be nice about them, you know? And so, like, I, I kind of respected that, you know? Like, okay, they're serious because they're in a serious situation. But the people in the town were just assholes sometimes. And I realized that in this world, much like in the real world, people are just kind of dicks sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to deal with that. Because, like, I went into this uh, in a way where I'm like, oh, you know, I'm here playing D&D with my friends, and we're, you know, just going to, like, you know, like... uh uh, have little uh, little jokes here and there, and then like the the characters will just like be assholes to me. They'll point out that I made a joke, and like they'll take it seriously. And I'm just like, holy shit, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I think honestly, that's the moment when I realized that Assad was going to be um, socially inept <laughs> and couldn't read the room because I'm like, I have to have an excuse to say something funny, but I also can't like make it realistic, like. Like, Assad can't be making a joke. I think he's just saying what is on his mind. And, like, to me, that's funny. But, like, to him, it's just what is on his mind. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, going back on your statement, um, I, 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 I guess I could I could see the difference between 
uh, between the two locations because they did feel very different. You had you had the asylum where everyone did feel more like your generic NPC. You know, they were also in a state of just helplessness, and they, at a certain point, they just saw you as you know the typical hero of of the story. Um, and, and not until you got out and experienced the actual world of, of Thrushmore, but you had, but uh, and but they had reasons to be asses to y'all. Uh, well, with the exception of Anya, but you know that's because y'all had history there, the history that y'all didn't remember, but nonetheless y'all had history there. So that's one aspect of why why my, why many people may have treating you uh, wrongly or just treating you bad in general mm-hmm. was because of the sour taste y'all left. Yeah, that makes sense. Else. You know, no, that, that's understandable. <laughs> um. But, um, I will say, as being the DM of this campaign, I have, uh, just by observing y'all as players and the way y'all characters interact, uh, with this world, I've have used that knowledge, uh, for building future characters for myself, uh, whenever I participate in any, uh, any campaign, and uh, I have learned to maybe rely, uh, probably have a character who maybe relies not not too much, not not my, not putting all my eggs in the battle basket, I guess, but also sprinkle, uh, try to evenly sprinkle out some some stuff for role playing aspect, because I felt that one of the big things about this campaign was that. Maybe not everyone really expected for, or expected their characters for like uh, role play aspects. Mm-hmm. I could be incorrect, but I felt like that to begin with. And then you slowly had characters who have been introduced to have a little bit more points, and especially with like uh, just uh, diplomacy and stuff like that. Um, I think Zal had been the biggest uh, uh, support for that. Whenever yeah, but Zal had in. like eleven or twelve skill points a level. He could do that. No, that is also true. I mean, that 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 is where it becomes difficult because you have to do like point management here. And while the role playing uh, skills aren't that tasty, uh, they they're also they can also be the most reliable point points to add to to help you know not get into trouble with combat because i will say uh, as playing five bucks now there's been a good handful of moments that resulted in getting into combat when that necessarily wouldn't have should or where that couldn't have been the case sometimes uh every roleplay scenario that, that is depicted in the book has a chance of uh, uh, of going into combat because you know things can go wrong and every player plays their game differently um but a good majority of them could uh could have gone off uh very smoothly with no combat needed and you i have... think sorry you've given me the most cursed timeline in my head which is where the players had somehow pissed off freeling before getting on the boat and just murdered and took the boat because they had to. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I mean, that was a really very real possibility, but I don't think our characters would have done that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, true. I will hope not. But... So, there is a timeline. There is some set of characters who did that shit. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, what I love about uh, Pathfinder is that they have, uh, at least in 2nd edition, has a knowledge that the multiverse exists. <laughs> and there's at least two other Strange Eons campaigns running right now. Um, but um... As a podcast. I mean, obviously there's more people playing. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I would say during the, just watching y'all play uh, for five books, I'm going on almost five years now. I think mm -hmm. I have you know picked up on different ways to use uh, characters rather than just pure combat base. Because um, I, I will say, John, you always say that you don't know how to build characters. You don't know how to min max characters. But I will say the benefit that I have had with you as a player mm -hmm. is that you have opened up a lot of feats that I've never would have even looked at. Uh, just because you are trying to find things to make your character work a lot better than than what it has been, mm -hmm. and so because of that, I've become more knowledgeable in different feats. And so instead of constantly going with like the what would be quote unquote standard feats. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot more of a pool now that I've been introduced to because of the way you play the sod. Uh, same thing with like Viv. There's sometimes Viv would just bring up a random ass feed or a random ass spell and be like, how can I break this? <laughs> and now I, I'm like, oh, what? I did not know that was a feat and I didn't know that was a spell. But now it's in there. Now it's now it's, it, it safely lives rent free in my head. And so... I will I say need to again. know what spell because like I, I go through like the entire spell list sometimes multiple times trying to find anything that works. Mm -hmm. By the way, I just want to point out that uh, uh, using Pokemon logic, uh, Mind Thrust, right? Mm -hmm. It's like I would is like a special attack. There's a physical version of it apparently called Neuron Blast. Huh. <laughs> yeah, it uh take a wild guess. It does the same kind of thing, uh, maybe not as much damage, but uh, it uh targets the uh the uh, it does it the make a Mm -hmm. Oh man! So so I assume it makes your opponent's muscles spasm, right? No, it makes their neurons spasm. Mm. And that it would targets probably... your it targets the opponent's neurons to fire off all the electricity in them at the same time, dealing them electrical damage. Ah! <laughs> all right. So we cast neuron blast, mind thrust, and bone shaker on the same character all at once. <laughs> I like how mind thrust is usually throwing as much information. Uh, into someone's head uh, enough to cause them harm all at once and I can just think of your neuron blast is just throwing a very heavy book at them until <laughs> you cause them to spasm out. Is um, Jimmy Neutron immune to neuron blast? Uh, I would feel like he wouldn't be. He has a brain. If anything, he's more immune to it. No, but he brain blasts like every episode. Clearly, he's built that's, up an immunity that, to the no, damage. That's, that's, that's inspiration. That, that's just he he uses investigator inspiration. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Neutron is. Uh, he's an investigator. Part... <laughs> he's part bard, I guess. No, he's definitely not a bard. He's too stupid for that. Uh, no, yeah, and he inspires everyone through his experiments. That's, no, that's his he, he doesn't inspire people. He, he strikes fear into them. He's a selfless bard, okay? He only inspires... He's people. a selfish bard! What the fuck are you... Are we watching the same show? I, I think that... I think selfish bard is actually called archaeologist. Let me double check. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that thing belongs in a museum. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's rob these people of this thing. Um, of their culture. Yeah. Um, okay. So, let's see. Um, uh, probably could do maybe two more questions, if that's okay with everyone. I'm fine with that. Okay. Um, unless I want to keep going, y'all tell me. Uh, I will do two more questions, and we'll see where we go from there. I mean, I've got to die uh, in my hand. Okay. Uh, unless, was there any last-minute things anyone wanted to say about this question? No? Okay. Mm, not that I can think of. Okay. Go ahead and roll again. That's an 18. 18. I am very surprised you haven't rolled the same number. Mm, you're nice. The Burnside special. Wait, what? Uh, I don't get this reference. It's from the Adventure Zone. Ah. Uh, it's uh, They had a live show, and uh, somebody made Travis a drink called the Burnside Special. Mm. And then uh, Griffin, I think, joked around and said that, Oh, is it, it, does it just always land on 18 or something? <laughs> ah. That was not the live show that we went to, right? No. I don't think it was, at least. Hmm. We Man, went to the Christmas to special. The, shout out to the people who were just voguing in the audience there <laughs> okay let's see um okay this one might be a little bit difficult to answer um but uh we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see what we'll, we'll, we can um okay so uh i know don and john uh are very uh talkative with other people about the podcast and what we do uh, I don't really talk to many people about uh, the podcast because a lot of the people I do know aren't really interested in Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, or mostly any uh, role-playing game. So there's very few people I can share this with um, other than, you know, some of my closest family members. Uh, and Viv, I don't know how much you share about uh, you doing this podcast with others. Um, but uh, question 18, it, the reason I say it's a little bit hard was because it's... Uh, it asks, what kind of feedback do you receive from other people who know that you do a podcast? I have gotten uh, none. <laughs> uh, are there any particular comments you received about uh, about what you do uh, that are especially meaningful or insightful? I'm just going to pick up this die again. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I'll answer the question for my end, I guess. Uh, my, um, my experience with telling people about that... Uh, has always been like me being kind of like really shy about it uh when it comes mm -hmm. to telling them the specific show <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh telling them nonetheless that i am playing D, &D uh because like, i say pathfinder i have to explain what that is uh, uh, same but... <laughs> same like the few people i've talked about what i like what i do because uh i talk to a few people at work here and there uh very few very few because not and not everyone i i talk with at work are into the same kind of stuff I am, but I've told them like, oh yeah, I play. I actually play uh, a D and uh, Pathfinder. I, I play Pathfinder for a podcast I do with a few friends, and they're like, oh, that's kind of cool. What's Pathfinder? And I'm like, D and D. Do you know what that is? It's like, oh yeah, that's the uh, the the one where you pretend to be people, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, something like that. That's what I do. Yeah, pretty much that. Um, I will say, usually what I kind of get back is, man, that sounds so fun. I wish I would play. And I'm like, you can. You just Gotta find people to play with. <laughs> I have mentioned before that I do a podcast with my friends, and almost every time someone asks, oh, what is the podcast about? And it's like, oh, we play Pathfinder, we play RPGs. And then they almost always, like, seem disappointed. <laughs> it's because you're um, not talking about people being murdered, Viv. Right? Wait, talk no! <laughs> Pivot! <laughs> 
pivot. You're like, hey, do you like uh, true crime drama? It's like that, except all the, except we're playing a game. And instead of like, it's, it's, it's kind of like that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, aren't our characters kind of like true crime investigators? <laughs> More like true crime instigators. Okay, look, we ignore that part, okay? <laughs> well, I mean... If you if you if you want to be more productive, I guess we could have either a true crime podcast. If you want to move on to something uh, else, I'm good. Uh, we can also talk about you know uh, government turning <clears throat> things uh, gay because they seem to make a lot of money and nothing could stop them for some reason. You know, we can make money off of that. Oh, speaking of which, because what you just said, I forgot the name of the guy, but there was a there was somebody who I found on YouTube Shorts who uh, I found very weird at first because. He has the same tone as people who complain about, like, progressive issues, like, in LGBT stuff. But, like, if you actually pay attention to what he's saying, he's very clearly being positive about it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> wh wh why are you saying it like this? My guy, you sound like you're, like, complaining about these things. And he is, but, like, the way he phrases it is, like, at the, when, you, when you get to the end of the thing he's saying, you can clearly tell what the moral of what he's trying to say is. And I was like, oh, I get it. Like, uh, I'll give an example because I can't remember the guy's name. But he he, um, he was talking about how, like, people, like, like to call, uh, like, ancient Greek um, mythological figures bisexual. And he's like, yeah, we didn't have the words for that back then. Now, however, they did exhibit a lot of, like, the same behaviors and stuff that we would today describe as bisexual. But they didn't have the word to describe that back then. So, like, by technicality, they were not bisexual. But... They did have gay sex with each other. <laughs> I think there's a, there there has to be a different word to describe them because my understanding is that they slept with anything. Um, so I don't know, but uh, but yeah, that's this is a little bit of a tough question to answer because we don't really do a lot of like I don't think we bother to look into feedback or anything because that's you know, we just do what we do and just do it. I mean. Yeah. It's just like I, I would say that's one thing. There, there is one thing I do get annoyed a lot, and this is just a me thing. Uh, some of y'all might have different thoughts about it, which is understandable. But this is just my thought, and again, it, not saying this is what it should be, but uh, I do get annoyed with a lot of people who keep complaining about all the bad criticism they they receive on in, in their comments, like, "Oh man, I, I, I get annoyed with some of these people. There's just nothing but hate posting and stuff like that." I'm like, who cares? Just ignore it. Just do what you do and 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 leave it at that. Who cares what other people think and say or anything like that? Just if if that's it's gonna push you to uh if, if that pushes you too much, then I'm like, well then just don't like deactivate comments, I guess, or just don't do it, I guess. But it's like, that shouldn't stop you from wanting to do what you want to do. Like, who cares? You can't please everyone, so don't try to. Yeah. I will say one thing real quick because of feedback. Like, I'm looking at our statistics here. People are fucking listening to this, and they don't ever give us feedback. <laughs> I'm not complaining about y'all. I understand that, like, life can be busy. Maybe you don't have... The... You know what? Actually, I shouldn't be mad at y'all. That's an us thing. We don't really interact a lot on social media. <laughs> talking about the show and david pointed this out to me the other day and it's like absolutely true it's just when you start doing stuff like this you start to realize how much time you actually have to put into it for it to be like for it to grow and like i'm i'm honestly really happy that we made it this far but also like <laughs> how the hell have we made it this far <laughs> i i just i am surprised we've been able to stick around this far i thought for sure 
we would have stopped a long time ago. But I yeah, because um, I have a tendency of giving up on projects very easily. But you're like really on this, so like uh, it's I, I appreciate hard. that. I would say it is kind of hard to give something up like this, like how you normally. Because there's a lot of stuff I I've also just dropped a, a lot of time. But it's kind of hard because you have other people who are also devoting their time to it. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, there's people who are just don't give a shit about others. And probably if we were working with them, they would have just dropped out a long time ago. Uh, but at least everyone I've been working with, everyone we've have worked with, have been amazing, have been great, and have stuck around through this whole thing. Again, uh, sure, Viv hasn't been here from the beginning, but you've been here. I've been, been here willing to be enough. here since the beginning. Yeah, you would have been here from the beginning if, if we, we didn't had the setup. Yeah. And so, I mean, we've been doing this. Um, it's gonna go five years now. Uh, this November. So, just based off of that, I am. Um, if if we were to just stop out of nowhere, yeah, it would be sad and everything. But it would be like, hey, we at least made it five years. We can't really say that about many of the other things I've tried. Um, but hey. Uh, we could go into a question without having to roll, if uh, because it kind of fits what we're what we're talking about right now, um, and it, it is question twenty, and it, uh, the question is, what advice would you give to someone who is interested in starting their own? Uh, on here, it's a D and D, but I guess just in TTRPG. general, yeah, TTRPG or. Because we've we've had infinite canvas before, so me so just I guess like a podcast in general. Yeah. Like uh, so, what are some advice you would give someone else who is trying to start their own, like style of podcast? And what are the most important things to keep in mind? And what pitfalls should they try to avoid? I can't speak for everyone, but I can speak mm -hmm. for people that have ADHD. Uh, don't plan everything out too much. Just start doing stuff. You'll figure it out. Like if you if you start to like wonder about things you'll never do it i'll just say that right real quick um if you can do a podcast do it with friends they'll keep you on track uh and you can keep them on track too if you ever uh kind of uh um what's the word i'm looking for falter communication is key you want to talk to your uh teammates um especially if you are um uh shirking your duties uh so to speak uh and i don't want to make it sound like a job but like you, you kind of made yourself a job there uh so that's your responsibility now I will also say, you have to have fun. If you're not having fun, don't do it. It's literally, it's, it's, it's as easy as that. You just stop doing the thing if you're not having fun with it. Um, especially when it's something like this, where it's like a team-based thing. You gotta, you gotta let the other team members know. Either let them know what we can start doing different, or um, let them know that, hey, things aren't working out. Now, I can say for Justin and for Don, the only reason they're not around is because of scheduling conflicts. And, like, it's just... You just gotta communicate. I mean, I'm pretty sure Don's not around because his computer broke when. Well, I mean, yeah, that, I call that a yeah. scheduling conflict. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Don isn't here because not because he can't make. Well, yeah, he can't make. Not because he's not available, but that's because he literally just can't make it. He doesn't have a computer available to do to do it. Um, sadly, he thinks that his computer broke while he was moving, and so it's, it may be a while before he is able to rejoin us. I uh, hope it's soon. I, I, but. I just want to point out, he did say his motherboard got caved in. I don't think he thinks it's broken. I think he knows it's broken. Well, I, I meant the he <laughs> thinks it was broken during the move. Like, the move itself broke it. I got you. Uh, but, and then, yeah, Justin is in here because of scheduling issues. 
uh, we all uh, have full-time jobs of our own, and sadly, things just don't line up. So I will say, uh, especially if you're trying to do like a a Pathfinder or D and D game or just any kind of tabletop game, uh, having too many backups is not a bad thing. Oh not no, at absolutely all. not. No, uh, we used no. to have a lot. <laughs> well, we we started. When episode one came out, I think we had a total of 15 backup episodes Uh, because you do need them, especially for holidays, because uh, during holidays, we never make anyone play during the holidays. If you want to expect two weeks, basically, for holidays, because not everybody takes the exact same days off. True. Yeah. Uh, especially if you have people who do work full-time jobs, and if those full-time jobs do revolve around retail, that becomes so much of a problem during the holiday he, season. And and school schedules, too, because sometimes they're a week off, so you just gotta assume yeah, that you're taking a lot of weeks off uh, at some point. They just say you have to be an expert uh, in uh, time management if you want to be the leader of a podcast like that, because... You will have to work with not just your time, but every other member's time. Uh, luckily, we've we've been able to. Uh, there's just a few moments here and there where, you know, that's not always the case. Uh, we've been really good at keeping a kind of, of a constant schedule. Uh, at least we used to be able to do twice... Uh, oh, twice a week recording. Uh, sadly, that's been pushed back to at least being able to do once a week. But I would I would recommend that anyone who is starting any kind of podcast where scheduling is going to be an issue uh, throughout your whole process, uh, don't release episode one as soon as it's finished and done editing. Like, though, like, finish editing episode one, I guess, but then record episode two, then record episode three, then four and five, up until you feel you have a comfortable little uh, buffer amount, and then go ahead and release your first episode, because that's what we did. We recorded, I think our first episode came out in around November, uh, but we actually didn't record our first episode till, like, I want to say around April, I think? It was, yeah, we recorded months and like months in advance and so that's that's what i recommend um unless again unless you have an, a team that is available 24 7 then y'all y'all do you but but yeah and i would say uh also for the amount of people you want to use i think it's it's whatever you feel more comfortable as um because i mean we started with three people and we slowly were able to move up to four but I've, I've heard podcasts that had two people, and I've heard one podcast. It was very weird, but it was still a bit enjoyable. They only had two people, as in one DM and one player. Uh, and the player played two characters. Um, it was a little bit weird, but they somehow made it work. Okay, so uh, any anything else for this? Any, any Anything you want to add, Viv or, or John? I have more episodes edited than just episode one. <laughs> not just, not just, not not just a bunch of buffers of the base recording. Uh, just the actual finished and edited. Product. I will say, if you can. Now, I'm not saying uh, anything for these for uh, the people here today, but I will say, if you can also have someone else uh, help out with the editing, that will also be 
uh, a preferable thing because, you know, you don't feel like you are like doing too too much. You know, uh, you can share out the the responsibility uh, throughout your group. Uh, also, it helps them build up the skill to uh, to edit so that if you want to expand into more shows, uh, you have multiple people who can edit now and you can start working on multiple projects. Uh, like we used to be like we used to have two people edit this uh, Infinite Adventures podcast, uh, me and John, but John has moved over to work on a project he's doing. So now I'm the one working on Infinite Adventures. But the good thing is that we will soon have an, hopefully another show coming up and because i think canvas i mean infinite adventures will still be going uh going for uh yeah keep going we're not gonna be finishing anytime soon and the other show will be starting uh alongside might not be for that long i mean i think we still are gonna wait to record a few episodes for that one and that might take time so for sure there still be there will still be some episodes coming out for infinite adventures uh don't know how many but might still be some coming out alongside the other show we do have planned but um i think uh i think that's where we can end and uh, talk about maybe other projects we might have coming up or other plans we might have coming up um uh, unless y'all really want unless you want one more question uh no we can move on okay so um oh i don't uh, speak for uh, Viv, though. yeah are you move good? on okay, okay. So- uh, okay. So the future. The future. So, what future. what plans do we have, or what, or I, you know, I'll say in general, what plans would we like to have for the future? These are we'll for sure have some guaranteed stuff that are coming out. Like I like I mentioned the show, and maybe we'll go a little bit deep into what the next show is. But uh, but maybe things we that we can't guarantee, but we might be able to do. Or at least we'll try to do. Anyone have any of those kind of plans? Um, I'd probably have to wait until like the summer when I don't have school two nights a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if I do run my D10 system, I don't want to put the editing for that on you. <laughs> Understandable. Um, so, but hopefully one summer I'll be able to uh to run Falton with y'all. Uh, oh. Actually, it might be Falt yeah. Falton considering how i made the name i took some words and i removed some letters uh for sure i would love to do something like that and uh just give other people kind of dawn has been wanting to do some other stuff too like trying out some some uh other uh role-playing game <coughs> sorry uh god uh trying out some other role-playing games and stuff like that which i think that that does sound like something we can do um I don't know if you wanted to have that. <laughs> I don't know if y'all wanted that to be like another podcast or maybe something we can just upload to YouTube, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say, if we do that, I, I very much just like the approach of them being like dedicated videos mm-hmm. or something where we just like don't have to worry about them being like part of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True. That it just feels a little bit uh, for two reasons. One, it's much more marketable. I think that nowadays people are just uh, when it comes to like Internet content, they like to bin, or at least from my experience. I like to binge stuff that's made by the same people, but are like not in a set mm-hmm. order, uh, because it makes it easier for the algorithm to just recommend them ran- random mm-hmm. videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that that would be the the nice part, but it also depends on what we do and, and who's going to be working on it and whatever they wanted uh, want to do with it. 
uh, yeah. give complete freedom to to the creator of the project. Right? Uh, we would advise you, but we would not tell you what to do. Um, yeah, basically the idea is, and we've already talked about this before, like behind the scenes, at least for me and David, because I think we're the only two people that have ever been showrunners. Um, that's the term I use. I don't know if that's the most appropriate term to use, but basically whenever we see, whenever y'all see a project like this from us, you just assume that one person's in charge of it and everybody else is just kind of like, um, uh, we're all equally part of it in, in that, in the sense that we're all in it and we're all participating. But one person's kind of like pulling the organizational strings. Mm-hmm. But, um, how about you, John? Any, any projects that you hope you might be able to get done this year or just in the future? Uh, uh, this, this, uh, what you call it, um, uh, for, uh, Infinite Adventures related stuff, we, I am really hoping that, uh, we can start getting, um, I think we've already mentioned what campaign it is, uh, Reign of Winter, um, the, uh, it's not quite spooky, scary, creepy, crawly things, <laughs> it's more of a, uh, Baba Yaga saga, if you will, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, but it's basically, like, you uh if any of y'all are familiar with the baba yaga or the baba yaga's like story uh it's kind of like in the same vein that like love uh like strange aeons is like the lovecraft um stories for uh pathfinder um reign of winter is basically kind of like that same aspect but for a more of a uh um like i guess you could say colder <laughs> uh, uh uh more of like a colder uh type thing the uh the thing is is I, i've been reading the um i read the first book i read uh some of one of the later books that's not the second <laughs> one <laughs> don't worry about that uh but uh it looks really fun i will say it's a very different vibe than strange aeons uh strange aeons is um very um what's the word i'm looking for um it it, it definitely has more horror obviously so it's a little bit more grimdark uh, that isn't to say that Rain and Winter isn't grimdark. It literally starts with, with like, it's summer and now it's winter for some <laughs> fucking reason. Time but, skip. uh, I've... Time skip. Uh-huh. We start off with no, the time skip. No, not a time... It's not a time skip. It, it happens when it's not supposed <laughs> to happen. Uh, but, uh, that's not really a spoiler because that is the premise. <laughs> when, what are you talking about? Winter came? It's supposed to be coming. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. David, you can't just say winter uh-huh. came. You can't just why, say why? that. This is a rated PG podcast. Sir, I don't know what you think I said. I just said <laughs> two, uh, some words that are valid to say together. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but no, it's it's it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Uh, it's uh, definitely very fairy tale, if that makes sense. Not the mm, anime. I mean, like, um, I'm out the, there. Uh... <laughs> are you telling me I cannot like, eat ice and get more powerful and then blow ice breath as a move? Um, I mean, if you want to be a winter witch, sure. I guess that kind of is what they do. They don't really eat well, ice, though. That's what they do. All the dragon mages are... Uh, I think the tieflings have an immunity to... Or no, they don't have immunity to resistance uh, to ice. So if you want to be a tiefling that like eats ice, I guess, sure. Are tieflings? Like, usually there's like spawns of devils and, and demons, and they're usually like fiery. You, could, you, pick an ener- you, you, you pick an energy resistance, and I think ice uh, might be one of them. I. It might be. I don't actually know off the top of my head. Spreading fake news. Um, okay. I, I said I don't know. I, that's not spreading fake news. That's spreading news not that don't I don't have all the information saying that. I'm sorry. I, I cut you off when you were uh, talking. No, you're good. Um, I don't have any other, like, uh, like plans when it comes to, like, Scisor stuff. Um, I just kind of have more, like, uh, dumb 
dumb plans for other stuff. But that's it. It's just mostly art stuff. It's not really uh, creative or like uh, out there. So it's just I'm just trying to be more uh, more present online. That's it. I hope you guys like poker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that for sure is something I do want to do as Psy Star in general. It's just be more mm -hmm. involved with online things. Um, even like streaming, if we can get to that point, I would love oh, yeah. to do that. Um, the only thing is just time. Time is. It's not even the. It's time management is more than it is anything else. Because like I I I look back and I know I have the time. I just don't utilize it the best. I mean, I, I did try I streaming say... before, but I just stopped as soon as I finished the Ratchet and Clank series. <laughs> oh my god, I really want to get back into streaming. To be honest, I didn't really do it much. To be honest. Uh, two, I actually do have another thing I'm working on. I just didn't want to say it all out because every time I like talk about these things and they're like nowhere near to being done, mm -hmm. I jinx them. Uh, so I'm not going to give details. I've been working on a comic. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, a Don might be the only person who knows anything about it because I've literally been working on it since I was like 15. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, um, for, for, like, for me, for sure. Something I, I want to be able to get done. It's not something I, we are guaranteeing, though, but it's something I would love to be able to guarantee is to be more involved in streaming. Um, at least, uh, or at least have a Psystar uh, entertainment kind of channel that we can, anyone can just jump on and stream something. And that's what I would love to do. And hopefully we can maybe get that set up. Uh, I am in the process of looking for new employment because of reasons and so mm. hopefully maybe i can find a new place that will give me more more time to work on things out you know for expanding this thing uh but that is something i would love to do uh my pro some of the projects i want to be able to work on i sadly won't be able to get to until i finish this campaign or at least until i get closer to finishing this this campaign because editing takes up so much time and it's just if I can find the free time, I would love to to work on this. Uh, and that is um, ch uh, redoing Strange Eons again, mm -hmm. but making it more into like a true, like a true, true audio drama. Um, mm -hmm. And the only reason why I want to do, I know we have the podcast uh, of us playing it, but uh, the only reason I do want to redo it is because um, one, I want to make it a little bit more of our own. Uh, it will be a lot more story based, I guess, <clears throat> than just combat, you know, like combat and slash story. Um, and also, there is some changes we, we do have to do because I guess we're not allowed to use certain stuff, uh, in this adventure path that we could at an audio drama, but it also makes it easier to kind of retell the full story from beginning to end without having to force someone to listen to the beginning of our podcast till now because. Uh, yeah, I, I, we started with the minimum and you can clearly tell we had the minimum when we first started. Um, of course, everything has gotten better from there and it get it is just getting better as we go on. But, you know, I don't want to force someone to listen to some of our older episodes because I know the quality isn't amazing. So I'll say there's two things about what you just said. I want to make point out. Number one is, um, if we do that, we do have to make sure that some of the actual some of the you say it's just like names and stuff probably but like it's also kind of like some plot stuff because like i i don't know if you wanted to make it um pathfinder infinite like um uh like uh passable <laughs> because 
there's some content we actually can't. Well, no, I mean, like, okay, so, yeah. I, okay, because, like, like child endangerment is apparently one of those things, which I I, I love, I love you guys, but, like, ch child endangerment, I feel like it's one of those topics that I understand why you don't want it in your stuff, but, like, it's, like, Pokemon literally has child endangerment mm -hmm. in it. Like, there are abusive parents in Pokemon. A children's game. Anyway, um, well, well, I mean, uh, other than that, uh, the only reason I, I, I want to use like different names in a sense, it's because uh, they'll be kind of like, in a sense, our characters after that, and maybe we can like use them for like merchandise and stuff if it gets to that point, rather than using characters Paizo created in a sense. But it still be under their world. It still be under their stuff because yeah, they yeah. they let you do that on the in infinite uh, license. So it's 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 going based off of that. You know, it's it'll be our characters, but in their world, um, because you know I still wanted to keep true to the uh, to the story that we told here, uh, or at least as close oh. as it uh, as it could be that we told <clears throat> here. There, also on the non-zero chance uh, the uh, Viva Reveries list. <laughs> How much does it cost to hire you to listen to our show and make a make us uh, an infinite adventures, but really, really fast? <laughs> um, <laughs> and the uh, the only other thing I like for sure had planned on doing, which this is a guarantee, like we will do this, and um and that is uh, actually just doing like dramas themselves. Uh, we already tried it once with the Sod's backstory. Oh yeah, and uh, I, I mean I'll. I love the way that uh, how we did it. Um, Could be I mean, better. I mean, yeah. everything can be better, you know. But you know, for it being, have you ever seen Nessa from Pokemon? I very much. Um, so, uh, and also, it was one person working on it. Oh, technically, one person working on it with the help, with the vocal help of another. So you know, two people worked on it. One, like actually wrote the story edited and did everything so you can only ask for so much uh but for what we did and for what was produced i thought it was pretty good um and hopefully we can start releasing more stuff like that with other characters uh i think viv uh i'm not sure if that's something you were going to work on but you kind of came up with a idea you can use for jesse uh, i think you said uh you had mentioned something about uh jesse uh, finding Adiashri, or yeah, find I'd, I'd have to figure out when the world I'd be doing with that because I don't have that story written at all. No, for, for sure, and this is not something that we're going to start releasing tomorrow or next month or anything like that. Uh, these are small little projects we do want to work on that we'll be releasing in the future, hopefully, like during uh, uh, momentous marks. As in, I considered fifties and hundreds episodes as uh, you know milestones, I guess. And so I would love to like use those episodes to, or to release these kind of dramas. Now I'm not gonna sit here and say every 50 or 100 episode we'll release one, but the plan is to at least release one for either a 50 or for a 100 episode, <clears throat> if that's possible. But for sure, it is something that we will work on, and um, and we'll try our best to see what we can do. Uh, we will try to do more voice acting in it. It gives us a chance to practice our acting, I guess. Uh, which I think that's, that would be amazing. But that is my hopes and desires for the future. Um, and yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anything else anyone wanted to add. Baba Booey. <laughs> Baba Booey. I, 
I meant more for, you know, the future part, but if that's where you want to end, I guess we can end with Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Uh, <laughs> Baba Booey. <laughs> um, hey, so, I know you're like half awake, but can you say Baba Booey into my mic? Baba Booey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Baba Booey. Funniest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> okay, I mean, John so... laughed at least. <laughs> <laughs> so i guess this is where what we call it uh again uh for those of you who are not into this style of episode but yet you made it to the very end and are listening to me now i do apologize uh things happened and we had to do something like this which to be honest i don't see that as a bad thing i actually enjoyed it uh and i don't hey maybe we'll release just a conversational podcast in the future i don't know this yeah. this has tickled my fancy, and now I kind of want to do it more. Yeah. So, and if you listen to the whole thing, go out on Twitter, post a funny picture in hashtag #BabaBooey, and at us at Cyser Media. Uh, you name it? Oh my god! <laughs> uh, at, at Donald V. At Donald V. J O H N A L D V. That's the one I have on my um, right now. At me. Uh, and I'll know that you made it through all the way to the end. And if I see this message in like ten years. Uh, remind me why what the context was because I will not. <laughs> uh, hey, I mean, we are in the Paizo Discord. We can maybe use this as a way to interview people too. I don't know. We can think oh, about other projects Ooh. and stuff like that. Um, but uh, but yeah, like I said, again, this is not our standard form of episode. So if this is the first episode you listen to, I I apologize. Why? Uh, listen to the last two episodes because uh, then you'll get an idea of what the show is about. But, but now, yeah, like I said, hopefully next episode we'll be back to our scheduled programming and hopefully uh, we'll have Justin back for sure. Uh, like I said, we don't know exactly when Don will be able to return back, but hopefully we'll get him back soon. Um, any any last words other than Baba Booey? No. Nah, you can't really end, end it any other way, can you? Huh? No, Baba Booey. It's like over. You have to say over, no. David. Okay. Well, Baba Booey. Baba Booey. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Baba Booey. I can't keep saying Baba Booey. You have to end it with Baba Booey or just count Baba Booey. Stop it, Baba Booey. Yes, Baba Booey.